Welcome to When Life Gives You Lemons, Go Vegan. This is a podcast that seeks to celebrate and share the stories of people who've had radical health recoveries as a result of them adopting a whole food, plant-based lifestyle. I'm your host, Corinne Nidja, and I myself am one of those stories. I was diagnosed with MS in 2004, and my symptoms got progressively worse until I went numb from the waist down in 2008. This was what finally pushed me to commit to adopting a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet, and I've been symptom-free ever since. My background was in English teaching and social work, but now as a certified health coach, I am passionate about supporting people to adopt a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based lifestyle to see for themselves what is truly possible from this way of eating. In 2004, I thought there was no hope left for me, and I'm hoping that through this podcast, I can help spread a new message of hope to those that might think that there is none. There is. This week's episode is with Adam Guthrie, an incredible man who survived a heart attack and discovered a low-fat, whole-food, plant-based diet, which then saw him reach an entirely new level of health and fitness far beyond anything he'd experienced before. We'll hear his story and also talk to him about how he made the change and his journey along the way to a better life. I hope you enjoy episode one. I was always fit. I was a fit guy. I loved sport. I surfed, played rugby, league, um, cricket, everything to do with the outdoors and sport was me. Mm. And when I was 21, on my 21st birthday, it was a massive, massive party. <laughs> we had a big night. And something happened that night that made me, for the next three months, um, just wake up every morning drinking all day until I went to bed that night, usually one o'clock in the morning, just eating T-bone steaks, chili stools, hot chips and Coke and beer. And um, that went for three months and I went on, um, I went from about 75 kilos to about 95 kilos, 90 kilos. And I got really, really low. And to the point, I remember sitting in a pub one night by myself in a corner with a schooner of beer, thinking every single person in this room is talking about me, totally paranoid. Like I was, my self-esteem was so low. I remember leaving the pub and I remember thinking to myself, if I don't die tonight, if I, if I felt like my life was over, I was either going to commit suicide or um, I'm just going to wake up dead. And I thought, if I don't kill myself tonight or I wake up in the morning alive, um, I need to change my life. So I did. I woke up in the morning and first thing that popped in my head was a book that somebody had told me about about six months earlier called You Can Heal Your Life by Louise Hay. Have you heard of it? Uh, yeah, I have. I have. I haven't yeah. read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. So I went and got that book. But the funny story was that day I had to walk past the shop like 10 times, the bookshop, because I was too embarrassed to go in and get that book because of the title in case someone thought there was something wrong with me. Yeah. Like it was super bad. And, but I finally said, no, I've got to do it. I walked in, went in, picked up the book, and I went to the counter and I put it like title face down. <laughs> so even the checkout person wouldn't like um, think, oh, my gosh, you know, you poor guy, something wrong with him. But um, so I did it, and then I took a month off work, and I just did the exercises. And she talked about, you know, the three things like um, 
heal your body, work on your mind, body and spirit. So I thought this body's not in good shape, so I'll start with this body. Mm. So I went to a naturopath and we started, um, she started to improve my diet with mostly a vegetarian diet and some supplement. And then, then I got really interested in nutrition and I started reading everything I could and everything was leading at the time to a vegetarian diet. So I became vegetarian, lost all the weight, was the um, healthiest and fittest I've ever been, and that lasted for years until I hit my 30s. And then in my 30s, I was in the business, and I was, had a business, and I was working a lot, and I was in the car a lot, and every time I would, you know, you'd just pull into a service station and you'd come out with a bottle of Coke, a packet of chips, chocolate bar, and that would um, get you going for afternoon snack or morning snack. And then lunch would be pulling to a pie shop and buy vegetarian pasty or something, you know, or mm. hot chips. Mm. Just And then pizza at night and then a tub of ice cream for dinner. So that went on for quite a few years and I went to 110 kilos. Mm. Then one morning I was, um, I was going through a bit of stress at the time. I was, um, you know, financially things had gone a, bit, a, bit, a little bit south and it all came to a head. And one morning a mate rang me and said, said to me, I lived at Jerringong at the beach, and I'm, I was still surfing, but not very often. But my mate rang me and said, Adam, the surf is going off. It's big. I'll meet you in the car park in 10 minutes. So, yes. And so I love the surf. So we, I got down to the car park, and the car park's full of heaps of people and all just staring at this ocean with no one in it. It was just, like, massive. And then I just looked down and said, let's do it. So we grabbed our boards, put our weddies on, and you know, jumped off the jumped off the point and a few other guys followed us, headed out to this peak and I paddled into the first wave and it was beautiful, you know, a nice big wall of water, <laughs> surfed it all the way in and then started paddling back out. And as I paddle back out, I see on the horizon this swell starting to build and because I was overweight and I hadn't been surfing a lot and I wasn't in good shape, I thought if I don't get over this set waves, I'd be in a lot of trouble. And I just remember paddling as hard as I could and I got over the first one, I got over the second one, I got over the third one and the fourth one was like this mountain. I'm just like paddling, paddling up it and just as it filled over, I just gave everything I had and I just punched through the lip and then bang, I just got this pain right across my chest and down my left side. Mm. And I thought, and then my shoulder blade, I just thought I pulled a muscle, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it didn't go away so I put the next wave in walking up the beach and I'm in a lot of pain. Then I go home, have a shower, and then I come down and sit down and do some paperwork and then it happened. Like, you know, and I don't know what's happening to me, but I just, you know, when someone's sitting on your chest and you just can't get them off, that mm-hmm. like sort of pain and that constant pressure and you just can't do anything about it, that was happening. I was freaking out and I'm ending up in this cold sweat and this nausea and um, I just rang my wife and this pain, just excruciating pain down my left side. And so I rang my wife and I said to, um, I don't know, you know, us guys, I don't know if it's the same with girls, but guys mm-hmm. exaggerate their illness. It's <laughs> 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 really bad. So I ring Rue and I said to her, I said, I need mean, there's something really wrong and I'm not too good and Oh, it's all right. You're just having a panic attack. Don't worry. I'll be home and it'll be all good. No, no, something's really wrong. She said, okay, I'll be home in about half an hour and go to the doctor's. And so I hang up and it's not getting any better. So I just rang my mother-in-law who lived down the road and said, can you take me to the hospital now? Went to the hospital, pulled in the hospital, rushed me in and 
strap me up with all these gadgets, take blood, and they come back, you know, a little while later and said, Adam, you've had a heart attack. I went, I don't think so. <laughs> I said, because I'm 39 years old and I'm a vegetarian, and vegetarians don't get heart attacks. They're like the least risk in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Said, You've had a heart attack. Anyway, um, that freaked me out a bit. It was, yeah, really scary. They kept me a night in hospital overnight. Apparently, I had another heart attack, and then they airlifted me from the Shellhaven to Sydney with an angiogram. Actually, the scariest moment was with um, get, getting to Sydney and rushing in for this angiogram. I'm laying on this bed, and there's people around me, and they give me this paperwork to sign. I'm going, what am I signing? Ah, it's, you know, it's, it's about putting a stint in, and da 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 da, if we need to, and da da. Well, what sort of stint are you putting in? Tell me more. <laughs> Oh, look, just sign the thing. And like, it was like that. And I'm going, well, no, it's, what is this thing? Well, it's a new one we're trialling. I don't want a new one that you're trialling. I want a, an old one that works. <laughs> 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 and anyway, it went on for, this banter went on forever. And I'm going, I'm not signing this. So someone just finally said, well, don't worry about it. Just take it in. And so they took me in and it was really cool. Because, like, you just, they, you know, through your groin, they put this little camera and it goes up an artery into your heart and you see on the screen inside your heart, you know, you see it's like an X-ray, but you can see um, this blue dye going into your heart and then there it was, like, there's this tear in the heart, in the bottom of the heart, in the artery, and that's where the heart attack happened. So and you could most- see that when it was happening. Yeah, yeah, and you're conscious, you're looking at it, so cool. And um, <laughs> amazing, man. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. But what I learned after that was most heart attacks actually happen before you get the blockage. It yeah. actually, actually happens just as plaque starting to build up underneath your the inside wall of your artery, mm. uh, cells that are inside your wall called endothelial cells. Um, when the plaque starts to build up just under it there, your endothelial cells start to get a little brittle, and um, if some thick blood runs across that, it can tear open and tear open um, where the plaque is and creates a flap, and then a blood clot happens to try and heal that flap and stops the blood flow. That's why you see these young guys now on bikes and things like that, cycling and just falling over a heart attack, the guys in gyms having a heart attack. But if you make it past that, then you won't have one until you're old, <laughs> until you've actually got this huge <laughs> pipe block of, you know, cholesterol built up wow. inside your plaque, built up in your arteries. So um, that happened, but the fortunate thing was they, the cut was so, the tear was so low in the artery, they couldn't, it was no stint small enough to fit in there. Oh. So I don't have any foreign matter in me, which was oh, pretty that's cool. good. So what did they do to repair it? Well, that freaked me out because um, I, I asked that question. I said, well, how's it going to heal? Like, you know, <laughs> I'm seeing this flap in my artery and how's that going to fix? I said, well, it's just like your skin. You get a cut on your skin and there's a flap there, you know, it'll just heal over in, you know, in a week or two. So we'll just keep you in hospital longer and we'll just um, monitor it. And wow. da, 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 da. So, but I got to tell you, intensive care in hospital was the most amazing thing. It's like, those nurses knew what was happening to me before I even thought about it, you know. It's like noticed it. And they're there at your side. And wow. just as I started to get nervous about something, they're there. It was incredible. You felt so safe. You had all these eyes on you and you knew they were looking after you. Mm. And they kept me in there and 
then they put me out into the main world, which became really freaky because I'm in the ward and now, like, <laughs> I had no, no one told me what was happening in the ward and I'm in bed and I'm scared and no one would turn up and every five minutes and chat to yeah. me about what's going on. So I said to my wife, I've got to get out of here. One night was enough. I was freaking out. Mm. And uh, so we came home. And then you take your five medications, as you do, and for, that they give you when you leave. And a month later, you've got to see your cardiologist. And I remember going to him, and I wasn't feeling really good. It's like your mojo had gone, like this masculine energy had just disappeared. Like it was like, you know, this masculine energy where you can do anything, you know, and you have this power and you have this um, testosterone that runs through you and, you know, that makes you not scared about many things and mm-hmm. you have this energy that's about you as a, as a male, which, you know, I'm a masculine guy and many masculine guys have that and can relate to that. But that had gone. It was like you're just really vulnerable and scared and just flatlining, like just no enthusiasm. It was like boring. It was just hellish. And I said to the cardiologist, look, I've just lost my mojo. I feel really bad. I just feel flat and sick. And he said, well, and I said to him, I think it's like, the side effects from this medication, these medications are doing it to me. He goes, well, yeah, it's, med- it's side effects from medication and you do get these, but you've got to let me know. You need to get used to it. You're just going to be on them for the rest of your life. And I went, I don't think so. I don't want to feel like this for the rest of my life. You know, mm-hmm. it's like awful. Mm-hmm. And he said, um, well, um, you know, that's your item life. So I said, but can't we just, I wasn't that high before I my cholesterol wasn't that high. I was in actually in the high end of the healthy range like doctors wouldn't have thought I had a problem they yeah, wouldn't have yeah. said you've got heart disease yeah, it was inside the recommended thing yeah, yeah. wasn't that high so can't we wean me off some of the statins and see what happens no 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 that's it so I just left there and I went I'm not living like this so I just I just read like started to read the China study that book mm. so I knew that food and because of my vegetarianism I just knew that food could have created this and it could heal it in mm. some way that was I didn't know how yet so I came home and um, I just dialed into the computer, like, how to reverse heart disease with food. And I came across Dr. Joel Furman was the first guy. Yeah. And um, he had a little $7 a week program where you could ask questions and do, he was talking about whole, uh, plant-based diets. So I started eating that. Shortly after, then I found Esselstein and then Forks Over Knives came out. So that was in 2009, about, I don't know, a year later, Forks Over Knives came out. Um, but within that next 12 months, by eating the whole food plant-based diet, I was off all medications within that 12 months. Congratulations. Gone, finished, off. I hadn't lost all the weight, but I was on the way. I think I'd gone from 110 down to 90 or something. That was within 12 months? That was it. Within less, yeah, in less than 12 months, I was off all medication. Then after, after that, I um, got really interested in health and I decided to do the eCornell plant-based nutrition course. Yeah, you know, I'd listen to Esselstein, I'd listen and Forks Over Knives, the whole thing, and I didn't get the no oils. Like, I just didn't understand the no oil thing until I did the program, and all of a sudden Esselstein does a lecture and it hits me. And then as soon as I cut out the oil, like, the weight just really disappeared and everything, everything really accelerated the change and the vitality changed. That next year, my wife bought me a bike, and um, so I started to ride. I was on this local, um, the local bike shop that we bought the bike with. They have a Saturday morning ride, so I was doing those. And anyway, on this one ride, there was a guy, a couple of guys who were planning to do an Ironman triathlon. 
we were having coffee and they said after the ride and one guy said, oh, Adam, why don't you come and join us? We're doing a swim tomorrow. Why don't you come and just join us for a swim tomorrow? And I said, okay, I'll do that. I used to be a swimmer when I was a kid. That was my sport. I haven't been in the pool for a while, but we're good. So I went down, did a swim, and this one guy goes, where did you get that stroke? I said, well, this is, you know, I've been in the pool, spent hours and hours before school. And he drove me home and then discovered he's a doctor. So I told him what had happened, this heart, and he was really interested in it. And he'd done eight Ironman triathlons. He was very, he was mostly vegetarian. His wife's vegetarian. So he's really into nutrition. And he said to me, you know what would be the coolest thing? To take you from a heart attack to an Ironman. I've always dreamt of doing an Ironman, but I never thought I could do it, you know? Yeah. Uh, it was too long a distance. And he said, yeah, you could do it. I've done eight. I can train you. I'm a GP. I'll look after you. Let's do it. So we did. Two years later, crossed this finish line in Cairns. Where was and it? Cairns. Cairns. How and long? Is, how long is an Ironman? Okay, an Ironman. You have you have seventeen hours to do it. So you start out with a three point eight kilometer swim, then you do a hundred and eighty kilometer bike ride, and then you do a marathon, a forty two kilometer run. That's huge. <laughs> That's huge. Now it takes eight. It, the pros do it in about eight and a half hours. Holy cow. Uh, I know how they do it. A fit guy that trains well, they do it and, you know, and are really committed to it. They can do it in like from 10 to 12, you know, 11 to 12 hours. What did you do it in? I did it in 14 hours and 13 minutes. That's <laughs> incredible. My God. So that's my story. That is amazing. I thought you just did triathlons. I didn't realize you did an Ironman. And I didn't, no, I didn't was, know what an Ironman was. That's, <laughs> I know, it's a triathlon, but that's a big triathlon. No, it's an Ironman. So, and, you know, I, it took two years because the first year I got injured and I was booked in to do the Ironman mm-hmm. and I got injured and I actually couldn't do it. I actually really tore my tendon in my knee, in, yeah. in my, around my knee. And so I was unable to do it, but I booked in. So I went to it and watched my mates do it. And then I realized I wasn't even ready to do it. I had no idea how long it took. Like, I'm going, oh, my God, that's insane. Anyway, then, then I, I got this healed, and, um, and then I thought, I've got to finish it. So we went again, and the following year I did it. So how long from heart attack to Iron Man? Like- heart attack was in 2009, and the Iron Man – Iron Man was Cairns two years ago. So what's what are we now? Cairns 2015, wasn't it? Yeah, 2015. That's a six-year, pretty amazing turnaround. Yeah, yeah. That's so amazing. It was 15, yeah. What was really amazing, like every year or every two years, I'd go and get my blood tests, and I didn't take much notice of them because I wasn't measuring anything really, yeah, yeah. but they were just always fine. Yeah. But then last year when Dr. Kim Williams Who's the head of cardiology? Who was the head of cardiology in America? Yeah. He came to Melbourne and did a symposium and to like two hundred doctors and some some of the public. And they asked me to come and talk there because his talk was about how a whole food plant based diet is the new pill for heart disease. Doctor Kim, uh, what was his name? Doctor Kim. Kim Williams. Wow, Kim Williams. I send you a link because I interviewed him and a few other plant based doctors, which. If you're writing this book, they might be good to talk to. Yeah, that would be great. And there's three in Australia. One's in Melbourne, two in South Australia. Oh, great. I'd love to um, 
yeah. to talk to them. Yeah. So um, those three doctors plus Kim Williams spoke, and I spoke, and another guy who had heart disease who had just transformed it, but he still has to be on medications. So it's, it's a different, a normal heart disease or something. But he spoke his story. So I thought I'd go and get my blood tests done just before I came and went and did it so I could build that into my talk and show all the doctors from here it was to here and to now. And what was really interesting, so I put it up at the end of the talk and I said, who wants to see my results, blood tests? And I go, yeah, I want to see them. So I put them up and I said, well, like, I don't know really what they mean, so tell me. <laughs> and one doctor pipes up and says, well, Adam, in America, your current blood results um, are what – is classed as heart attack proof. Nobody has ever had a heart attack with your current blood results. Like, it, and if you maintain those blood results, you'll never have a heart attack ever. So it was like, and it was amazing to see the difference. You know, now they're below the recommended guidelines. You know, my cholesterol levels and things. It's quite amazing. The more you eat this way, just the healthier you get. Incredible. So it's cool, and now we're teaching people how to do it. We just did our first online. We've had a, a meal plan app, which I sort of created five, six years ago um, after the heart attack to really get myself disciplined to eat this way. And I'm a chef as well. That's what I did when I left school. Uh, okay, cool. Um, and I've had a couple of restaurants. And um, so I thought I'd create this and create an app, and it's called I Feel Good. It went crazy when we launched it. It was always number one for vegan in the app store. I think it's number four now. But um, we created that. We still do that. And then last, you know, a month ago, I've always had them back. I want to do a program. We did a program last month and we took 40 people through it for a month and the results were incredible. A lot of the people went and got their blood done before and, you know, the testimonials and the blood results, everyone lost weight that needed to lose weight. Um, everyone said that they've never felt more energized and felt good and the whole thing. So that's my story. Got any questions? <laughs> that is such an amazing story. I really, really loved hearing it. And just it, it, it's as much for myself as for people who will hear it in the future and like read it in the future because it's an amazing story. And I love, especially I love the Iron Man at the end is just incredible. You know, like it's just such an amazing to go from so unwell. Because people just don't – people, when they they are in that place, I know well, – I think that I can speak for you, but when you're at that low, when you're at that 110, like I was 100 and at my highest, I don't didn't see it when I was – I stopped looking at the scales when I was 99 kilos because I refused to see it higher. But that was like first thing in the morning. So I knew that I'd at least be like 102 in the evening and I didn't start – didn't change my diet for a little while after that so I was like I knew that I would be about 15110 but I was like no way <laughs> I never want to see is it amazing I don't know um, about you but when I was overweight I really didn't think I was that overweight yeah me neither I didn't really think and I think a lot of people think that yeah you're not you don't realize how until I look at that before photo now, but there's no way I was that big. Like I just when I looked in the mirror, I actually saw myself like when I was in my, you know, when I was healthy after 21, and when I was healthy before 21, it was like I, know. I, I just thought I was still like that, maybe a little bit heavier, and I didn't feel as comfortable, but I didn't think I was like really big. Yeah, mm. and you don't realize that 
The things that you take for granted, like the heaviness and the difficulty doing everyday things, just normal because you just felt like that for a long time. And so then when you feel good, you're like, ah, I not know that I felt so bad. You know what my biggest um, uncomfortable thing was? Was not being able to bend over and do up my shoelaces comfortably. Right. I, it was so uncomfortable. I had to spring my legs open and really try and get to do up my shoelaces. Yeah. I remember that being the worst. My probably was like too much information, but was it was the constipation. I just everyone kept saying eat fiber, eat fiber, but no one really tells you what fiber is. Like when you're young, like I just thought fiber, it's on like a piece of white bread, I'll say it contains fiber. And I'll be like, <laughs> sure. Yeah. yeah. And thinking that going once every few days was totally fine. Now I like to be a vegan and have a, a, a digestion that's actually functioning and optimally. Just that, just because it affects how your energy levels, it affects how you're thinking when you're carrying around this old fermenting food that's just doing you a complete disservice. Um, so you just triggered a thought there. Like for years I would be depressed, you know, I'd go into these really low depressions. And um, what I found, though, the food made me feel healthy and made my biochemistry really healthy and changed all my cholesterol and blood levels and everything. But it wasn't until I really started exercising that depression disappeared. Mm-hmm. Like I never get depressed mm-hmm. anymore unless I stop exercising. Now, I hadn't exercised properly for about a week and a half just recently and this morning. And for me, it, it's I've got to go for a run. A walk won't do it. Yes, yeah, I like, Okay. And um, it won't take – it won't – it's not enough. It has to get to a level where the endorphins kick in. It's really And true. I've been walking with my wife for two weeks. I thought, no, I'll just walk with her and see how it goes because I normally run. Just to see, just to change it. Yeah. And I'd walk. And it was good for a while and then – this morning I woke up and I could, the last three days I was starting to get this depressed feeling. I'm going, why? This is weird. And then I went, no, it's the run. I'm not running. So bang, I got up and I went this morning and knocked out eight Ks. And it was like, it always kicks in at a, about one to one and a half to two Ks. It kicks in and like, boom. And I feel it in my body and it's like, bang, I've got it. And I'm, I've got it for the rest of the day. Yeah. And I never get depressed when that happens. Ever. Ever. Like, and I haven't been depressed for years. We live in Byron Bay, so we were walking up to the lighthouse from the back, and there's the stairs that go up. So we would walk up the road to the lighthouse and come down the stairs. But then I would just have to run up the – like each flight of stairs, I'd have to sprint back up and down. But even that wasn't enough. It had to be a long, long run. endurance. But for me, that's what it is. For other people, it's not. They can do shorter things. But for me, it's got to be this long – For me, it has to be long. Time. Yeah, six Ks. Yeah. It's very funny because you're the only person, everyone else just thinks I'm a loony. So you're the first person I've met that's, I'm like, my day doesn't begin. I'm not a nice mummy. I'm not a nice wife. I'm not a good person until I've done the six Ks. Okay, I've got, let me see my other questions. So you've told me that, told me that. Okay, so what would be your top piece of advice to people who think that going vegan is hard or that wanting to kind of make a shift but they're like, oh, maybe I'll go paleo, <laughs> maybe I'll keto's all the rage now, can I just eat bacon and eggs every day? Like what would be your... It's shifting though. It really is shifting. The amount of people talking about vegan and plant-based is massive. Yeah, it's, it is. It's easy now. 
Um, and just about every restaurant will give you a vegan diet, especially in Sydney. I don't know about Melbourne, but it's Sydney. It's good. It's good. Yeah, and the Gold Coast, um, it's just like that's a vegan mecca. But um, my biggest advice. Your top thing that you would say to, that you think would help someone make the like you and I were lucky we had a gun to our head and sometimes it's really easy when you've got a gun to your head. Like you can not feel your legs and keep eating or you can die of a heart attack and keep doing this. But for someone who doesn't want to, you don't want everyone to have to have a heart attack or get multiple sclerosis. So what would you say to someone who's just feeling a bit overweight and average to move them over? First thing I would tell them to do is just look at how nature provides food to us and look at look at consuming foods. If you're vegan or considering going vegan, I would say it needs to be whole food. Okay? There's a difference between being vegan and being healthy. You can be vegan and be unhealthy, but you can eat a whole food plant-based vegan diet and you'll be extremely healthy. Plus you'll be able to minimise global warming and, um, and also have compassion for animals. So the number one thing, if you want to improve your health, the number one thing, and you're, you've got high cholesterol and scared and you want to make a change, go whole food plant-based. Go and learn how to do it. Start out. Like if you have a real issue and you need to shift, run to it. Don't like tippy-toe into it and transition into it. Like if you've got heart disease, you could have a heart attack tomorrow. So like you don't have time. Just make the shift tomorrow because in four weeks, in two weeks, you can really be out of the danger zone. And the way to do it is just to start out by having oats or something in the morning for breakfast, eat really big, beautiful salads at lunch with some legumes and roasted sweet potatoes and roasted potatoes or some rice or some quinoa with lots of leafy greens at lunch and eat for dinner like um lentil curries and vegetable curries and steamed vegetables and those sort of things. So go to grains and legumes and lots of leafy greens and root vegetables. Brilliant. I support your message. (laughs) (laughs) I like your top tip. It's also my top tip. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Uh, Just keep towing into it and you want to feel it and you're not sick. Well, you know. A good way to transition into it is to um, is to just change breakfast for a week, and then next week do lunches, and then next week mm. do. Dinner. So, what's your favourite go-to snack on a whole food diet? Lots of people find snack parts the easiest. I don't tend to snack that much anymore, but if you have to snack, what would be your snack? Okay, snacks a good one. One other tip of um, you know trans yeah. learning what to do yeah, yeah. is is to learn how to. Make it easy to be able to – it is a big change in your habits. Mm. It's not an easy thing to do straight away. And in actual fact, it took me a good three, four, five, six months, and I was a chef and I knew a bit about food, but it took me a while. And even then, I would slip up and go and eat a packet of chips, and but the gaps got longer. Like I didn't eat dairy, but I would still eat a bar of – in dairy, I would eat some dairy and a bar of chocolate. Every now and then I'd slip up and eat it. And if that happened, I wouldn't beat myself up. I'd just start again the next meal. Gaps get longer and longer and longer. And even now, I, like maybe once every six months, it'll happen to me. The other night, I couldn't help it. I was at Woolies and just something was saying, grab those chips. And I grabbed a packet of chips. And But that's the first time in six months sort of thing, you know. And it probably won't happen for now for a year. Yeah. But the thing is to learn how to batch cook 
for the week. This is how you make it easy. Yeah. Batch cook for a week, um, get a meal plan. You don't have to think, exactly. you know, with a shopping list. You just go, buy the stuff, you know what to eat each day. Batch cook before you start the week. So it doesn't take you hours. When you come home busy from work, you can just go, okay, 15 minutes, 20 minutes max, it's on the table. But if you don't do the batch cooking, cook your grains and legumes and all that sort of stuff and freeze them, you won't stick to it. True. You won't have the transition. So um, now snacks. I don't snack very much either. Um, but what I found when we did the program, a lot of people had the craving. It was really good doing this program because it took me back to where I in the early days yeah, where people yeah. were just starting. Mm. One of the biggest struggles people had was cravings for sweet things at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Mm. And mm. One of the things that I suggested they have was like a, a chocolate chia pudding, banana pudding that we make that got a lot of people through, or nice cream, you know, the frozen bananas and frozen berries. People would eat that and they'd just love it. Like they, they're craving it. One guy said that saved me after dinner every night from just gorging all night, just having a chocolate chia pudding. He made a whole batch of them and he just had one every night after when he got that craving. The guy lost five kilos in four weeks and he's... You don't need your chocolate chia pudding recipe. <laughs> What's that? So I'm going to need your chocolate chia pudding recipe. Okay, we'll send it through to you. Can I ask you a question about nice cream? I love nice cream. I make nice cream all the time. Do you find if people having nice cream after dinner that it can slow their weight loss at all? Any difference at all? I don't know because I normally don't eat it after dinner. Yeah. I don't corrupt things anymore. Um, this guy here lost weight yeah, by cool. doing yeah. Still, so I don't know long term whether it would slow it, but he lost, you know, a kilo a week. That's great. Um, I don't know. I usually have it for breakfast. That's my breakfast. Yeah, 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 yeah. That with a, um, a granola that I make. It's got no oil and I have that. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know the yeah. answer. Just wanted to know. Just wanted to know if you thought that. Um, well, I think it would. I don't, I don't think it would. It's because, yeah. you know, eating fruits after grains in the evening and. The food combining thing. I used to be a big believer in it back in the 80s and 90s. Yeah, yeah. I'm not into it. Just the, your body, your, your stomach will work it out. And yeah. I think that compared to what you're eating before after dinner, mm. I, I actually think people will still lose weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought and so too, but I was just wanting to huge. see. But I think you and I, if we were to start eating that now, we'd probably put weight on. Yeah, true, true, true. I think if someone's really, if we were doing it when we were overweight, we'd, yeah. it. we'd be losing it because your body's going back into home stage. Actually, this is really interesting. Kim Williams, when I interviewed him, I said to him, what actually causes, with a whole food plant-based diet, what's actually causing the um, the plaque to right. actually dissolve yeah. in the arteries? What is it? He said, natural fact, it doesn't. And we went, what? <laughs> he said, what is actually happening is, it's like when you stop putting the poison into your body mm. that's causing it, the plaque build-up, mm. and that causes the plaque build-up is animal fat, yeah, yeah. fat. When you take that poison away, your body will just go back into homeostasis. And the thing is you've got to eat something. You've got to have calories. So if you're not eating meat, dairy, if you stop putting meat, dairy, eggs, and um, processed foods into your body, it will all just disappear. You've got to eat something. You've got to eat vegetables, the calories. So um, but he said, you know, it's an we think it's an anti-inflammatory diet, all the things, which it is, but he said that's not the main thing with heart disease. The main thing with heart disease is it's the poison and autoimmune diseases, it's the poisons that we're putting on that's creating the inflammation mm. that's actually doing the damage. You take that away, 
and it just the body will just go back to its perfect self. He said, "Yeah, there's phytonutrients and there's all this other good stuff in in um, in plants." He said, "It's not the main reason. It's not what's reversing disease. It's actually what's creating, taking away what's creating." Anyway, next question. Um, <laughs> I, I could talk to you all day, but um, <laughs> no. Um, I don't really have any more questions. Oh. I was going to ask you, it's an age question, which women, men don't, women, women, women don't tend to like. I don't personally care. But how old are you today? I'm 47 and a half. 47 and a half. <laughs> I'll be 48 in December. Because you look very young. I know, I've even got a grandson. I've got two grandsons. Oh, my God. <laughs> I do look young. You know, that's the amazing thing. What blew me away when I watched Forks Over Knives was the people in there... 20 years down the track, they actually looked younger than they did when they had the heart attack. Exactly. And that's happened to me too. This way of eating, if you really follow it and really live it and living, reverses the aging process. You actually feel and look younger. Like you look at my before and afters, it's like, oh, my God, everyone says that and you look younger there than you did then. That's like seven years later. And that was my conversation with Adam. What a fantastic story. That was just so inspirational. You can contact Adam via www.ifeelgood.com.au if you'd like to learn more about what he does or to read his recipes or find out how to work with him. In the future, you can also find him at Facebook handle I Feel Good. So that's www.ifeelgood.com.au and Facebook handle I Feel Good. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we have Alana Kay on the podcast to tell us about her experience with a whole food plant-based diet and how it radically transformed her health and life for the better. See you next week.